right, guys, welcome back to the show. It's good to be with you. And um, today, I'm going to put out an episode um, with Brian Call and Brad Hunt that we recorded together in Utah while I was out there for the um, Western Hunting Expo. And we ended up, um, you know, hanging out quite a bit. And I went back to their Airbnb one day after the show and we recorded this podcast. Um, you know, as I had talked about before, I'm going to be linking up with these guys more in the future, uh, helping them with um, shooting stuff in the field, um, helping them create content, uh, as well as doing some editing with them and stuff like that. So, um, and I think I've mentioned it before, but my Kodiak film is going to be releasing on the Gritty YouTube channel, uh, which I'm excited about because, uh, you know, get a lot more exposure that way, I think, and um, and excited about kind of helping Brian and Brad and the Gritty team kind of uh, expand and grow, and um, while at the same time, you know, uh, still building the Hunter's Quest and continuing the podcasts um, and, and the video content and stuff like that, but Anyway, in this episode, we we do go through our Arizona hunt that we did together. Um, you know, they were uh, kind of getting my perspective on the hunt as a new as a newer hunter, uh, newer anyway, newer coos deer hunter, and um, so it's a it's a cool episode. Um, again, I think this episode will also air on Gritty, but I wanted to release it on my channel as well, just to get as much exposure on it as possible. Um, you know, I did kind of already do a recap of the hunt, but I did it by myself. And so this one is a little, um, just a little different because it's the three of us that did the hunt together. And, um, so I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, but anyway, I'm looking forward to working with those guys more. I'm actually headed back out there to Utah to kind of, um, kind of lay out some plans with them, see how that's going to go down. Um, and I believe I'll be linking up with them for spring bear this year and possibly, possibly more. So anyway, um, excited about that. Excited about sharing this episode with you guys and, uh, still got lots of really good content coming down the, the line on this podcast, the hunter's quest. So, um, I am going to be working with those guys some more, but don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to continue growing the Hunter's Quest, and I appreciate all your support, especially you guys that have been out there listening, uh, you know, from day one. So keep it coming. Keep sharing the podcast with your friends and family and uh, leaving me those ratings and reviews. Um, definitely go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel when you get a minute. And thank you so much for your support. Um, also, you know, now's a great time to gear up, um, you know, get some equipment that you need, um, you know, especially with all this COVID stuff. I mean, stuff is just harder to get a hold of these days. So I want to make sure you're on top of that. So go ahead and check the descriptions uh, on this episode and see where you can save some money on some gear, Western fly covers, two vets sporting goods, um, two vets tripods, um, Heather's Quest. Uh, sorry, not Heather's Quest, Heather's Choice. Um, I got discount codes with all those, and they help me out if you use them. Also, Black Rifle Coffee. You can save 20% on your first order if you use my code, which is in the description. So go ahead and check out all those and use those. It helps me, it helps them, it helps everybody, and you save some money. Um, but anyway, uh, enjoy this episode, and I'll see you guys shortly. All right, folks, welcome to the Gritty Podcast. I am your host, Brian Call, and today we're in a Airbnb 
in the middle, well, not far from Salt Lake City in the Salt <laughs> Palace because it is uh, Western Hunt Expo week. And uh, we're hanging out at a big uh, at a big Airbnb house with a pile full of folks from the show. And yeah. one of those people is on the podcast today. He's our guest. That is Hunter McWaters. What's up, guys? And uh, and then we got Brad Hunt here. And Brad Hunt, Hunter, and myself. That was weird. <laughs> Brad Hunt and Hunter uh, were on this recent uh, hunt in Arizona where we're going after archery mule deer archery coos deer mm -hmm. what i want to do today on the podcast because we didn't really have a lot to talk about uh, we didn't really get a chance to really reflect on the trip because you had right. to take off yeah and and i what i want to do is you know we've done this hunt yeah right and we've also spent a lot of years doing similar hunts right i'm curious you know from fresh eyes yeah from a guy who is this is all new and then also hunting with us, like what you picked up, what were the things that sort of stood out to you? Yeah. You know, I want to go over – because often I think we take for granted what we think for sure. or what we know. We don't yeah. even think about talking about it. Right. Especially somebody but that – you brought some stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, you brought some stuff up like why this or why that? And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, this is why. And this is why I think your content is so valuable if you go back through some of my old stuff, it was like this. Cause I'm telling you, I'm on the same journey. Yeah. I was on, you're on the same journey I was on years ago. <laughs> yeah. And, um, back then I would ask questions cause I didn't take anything for granted. I did, really didn't know it was a clean right. slate. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's where your perspective is so cool because you come to the table t doing podcasts. Yeah. You've started one called Hunter's quest and you're filmmaking. Yeah. And you've you just showed me a film you filmed for Dan Staten at Elk Shape uh, <clears throat> this last year. Yeah. And you also produced a Kodiak film that I've been watching a little bit. And I yeah. think we're going to release to the public here soon on the Gritty Channel. I was just Excited taken by it. And I think it's cool. And I think it'd be great to get your name out there and yeah. share I'm it. Stoked. Yeah. And I'm impressed, folks. Thanks, I'm impressed with Hunter's work and uh, his his ability to do the whole package. I appreciate it. Plus, the whole family really liked you because you got introduced to the wife and the kids yeah. and the mom and the dad and the sisters. Yeah. It was cool being in camp <laughs> with you guys, and your dad's cool, and yeah, I liked it. So I'm that's 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 what today is going to be about. So before we get started, I do want to ask you if you love the show, like, comment, subscribe, all the things, and also uh, use the code Gritty over at Peaks. We're over here at the booth right now at the Western Hunting Expo. We got I just the new a pair of gators. Did you? Yeah, and the headlamp too, actually. We got gators. The headlamps are going they got quick. Headlamps. The headlamp is selling out quick. It's the new uh, duo. Backcountry duo. Backcountry duo. It, I mean, Lampers and I went through a lot of iterations with yeah. that, with Bryce testing and testing and mm -hmm. complaining and getting it <laughs> updated. And it's been a year or so in the making, and here it is. And I think it satisfies our needs more than your typical REI yeah. lamp uh, yeah. that's out there. It well, just And the big thing, too, is with, with Ryan Lampers – it's behind the scenes, like you don't see it, but that guy is a gear. Yes. Like I don't know what you want to call it, but he's a stickler when it comes to gear. Like he wants something that works well, and which yeah. we we all do. Yeah. We obviously all do. But he puts it through the ringer for yeah, sure. He tries know? everything like, under the sun. He wants to, hate to break it. it. Yeah. He wants to break it and hate it. Yeah. You know? Well, I have like a black diamond one, and like mm -hmm. I don't know how to lock that thing, mm -hmm. and that actually almost screwed me in Arizona. Because I got there you. and I was like, no. 
But the the peaks one's like super easy. You just yep. like hold it down, rechargeable. Lots up. of things. We'll talk about that on another show. But uh, use the code Gritty over there, and you're going to get a discount, and it helps us. Yep. And the trekking poles, as always, the sissy sticks. They're they're out there. Everybody needs a pair of those that mountain hunts, For sure. uh, especially if you're backpacking and, and packing out heavy loads. So check that out and use the code Gritty at Mountain Ops and then Stealthy Nutrition. Always got to help Ryan. Uh, get a stealthy rifle cover or glassing pad if you yeah. haven't got one yet over at Stealthy Nutrition. Use the code Gritty. Okay, Hunter. Yes. Hunter McWaters. That's me. Is that Scottish? Uh, Irish? Scotch-Irish, yeah. Scotch-Irish. Yeah, so my people got kicked out of Ireland, uh. and then we got kicked out of Scotland. So Here, It's funny, you know, my, 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 uh, my experience with ginger folk is... <laughs> <laughs> He's about to get his butt whipped. I mean, Dwayne too. Yeah, you know, like all my, it's like all my freaking friends are ginger dudes. Uh, no, it's interesting because uh, they do have passionate souls and they have tempers and they're fiery. But it's like a just gotta be. We're all in, man. Yeah, we're either a hundred percent or none. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, let's talk about this hunt. So yeah. you've never hunted in Arizona before. No. What was your impression day one? Um, day one, it's, it's totally a cliche, but everything really does stick you and prick you. <laughs> um, like I was wearing like a black, it was like merino top, and like I remember just walking through stuff, and like there'd be these little like like cylindrical little yeah. things just st they're still on my shirt i don't know how to get those well, off you know over years past we haven't had those yeah they're, you know we i don't know if it's oh, because, more vegetation yeah because i think i think in the past years that vegetation is not that you, tall and it hasn't matured that yeah much. you get a little bit but yeah. this was intense it was intense like because i've never really had it sticking to my pants that much right and this year they look like a little straw straw exactly and there's, there's like, like Velcro. A, They're like yeah. a straw Velcro. And you try to pull it off and it just breaks apart. And it breaks apart. It disintegrates yeah. and sticks to you. It sticks to you, yeah. 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 I literally, I still have them on there. Yeah. I, I think it's it. permanent. Yeah. Yeah, my socks. <laughs> I've certainly, it's just permanent Arizona. Yeah. It's yeah. me all the time. And, and you always start, like I had one on my knee. It was like a week and a half, two weeks right after we got back. And I had a little sore yeah. spot on my knee and gosh dang it, you push it out and there comes a thorn. You know, yeah. it's a quarter inch long. Yeah. It's just been sitting in there. So we were, we were complaining to you. We were like, been slow we're sorry about this hunter yeah that's true you guys were like oh this is really slow but we saw like a bunch of deer the first <laughs> yep. day and i was like well if this is slow like that's not bad because to me slow is you don't see anything that's slow right like so if i'm we saw like i don't know 30 deer or something yeah, yeah. And you're like a few bucks but, yeah i mean we're smaller smaller bucks but we're still yeah. seeing tons of deer right and then like and then well yeah you guys saw some small bucks and you know i'm, I'm hunting southeastern whitetails mainly and like i was like dang those, are, those like... are nice what are you talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right yeah. so um that was cool and then we did spot like a I thought it was like a really nice buck. He's like, yeah, he's pretty good. He was pretty good. And he was. He was. You're talking about the five by six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great buck. Like, you know, I was looking at him close. He's 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 de he was definitely a mature buck. Yeah. yeah. But he he was one of those bucks. You know, he was twenty, tw maybe twenty, very wide. twenty-two inches wide, somewhere mm -hmm. in there. But he's got these big, big back forks, like an in these inlines on both sides. Nice buck. Nice buck. Great yeah. buck, especially archery buck, yeah. like. And you could tell he was a little smarter than the other ones because the other ones, the vehicles didn't bother them at all. Yeah. But this one, we were watching, he was with a doe. And I, it, I don't know what, there was a vehicle way off in the distance and just just that noise, he was like, nah, I'm good. And just like went over the other side. Yeah, yeah. 
just so, fades away. Yeah. When the, when yeah. he starts to feel, he senses the pressure. Yeah. Yep. He doesn't wait till someone's coming after him. He yeah. right. ducks out of there as, as the sun came up. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was it was cool, man. Um, saw some javelina for the first time, and so uh, contrast your coos to muley experience. Yeah, so, I mean, the mule deer, obviously, you always hear, like, the mule deer kind of in the more flat areas, and the coos are up higher. Um, you know, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but we got, you guys helped me out to getting almost to shoot a small That's right. mule deer, like, towards the end. But um, it's no joke, dude. Those coos deer, like, you know, you hear, like, oh, they're so tough to hunt or whatever. It's, it's for real. I mean, like... You know, I, I went with Brad on that one yeah, stuff. So that, and that's what I was going to ask you is like, what was your first impression? Yeah, that's what that, I'm curious. <clears throat> on that first stock. So, we so went let on. me set the context here. Yeah. We spotted beautiful, heavy, uh, super tall eyes. He's eye a guard. giant coos deer. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. a stud, you know. Good. I mean, that buck's over 100 inches. Yeah. So, you know. Beautiful buck. Yeah. And, and you could, we, we were able to find lots of coos deer that we pretty much had to ourselves, too, yes. which was cool. Yeah, it contrasted. The, the mule deer. Can, if you compare it to the mule deer experience, yeah, I think you like, guys, we saw that like one decent buck. I think it was like the first day, and you were gonna give me a crack at him, and me and Brad jumped out to literally, and some dude just rolls up, jumps out of his truck, and runs straight at the deer, and just like busts him. Yeah, pissed us off. <laughs> like, I was dude, like, cool, thanks, man. Yeah, I literally so took one step. No in. class. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I I did a podcast that R two podcast the mm -hmm. other day. And, you know, you got people out there that are like, hey, it's public land, first to the deer. That's yeah. what it is. Whether a guy's already on the stock or not, like, everybody goes in, yeah. goes all in. I, I don't agree with that. Right. Um, I think that I think that you you should respect another person. You, yeah. you got to share the place. Take my side it's, of the story, it's guys. It's kind of like. You got to have some <laughs> etiquette or else it's just, like, you know, chaos. Some. Yeah. Yeah. But if someone does come and pee in your Cheerios, you can pee in theirs too. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right. Anyway, so let's go back yeah, to yeah. Uh, this buck. We spot him. He's beautiful. And uh, we have him all to ourselves pretty much. Um, and that's how it is with coos deer in general. Like we never, we never really have to compete with other people. Yeah. yeah. So, and they're every, you can find them. Right. right. So here we are on this, this buck. We see him bed. He's in a pretty killable spot. Yeah. And Hunter is going to film over the shoulder. And, uh, and Brad, you're going to move in. Yeah. I've got eyes and I've got ways of directing you guys and you're, we're going in. Yeah. And Hunter. Yeah. Um, was it what you expected was, what was it? So, yeah. So, um, first of all, definitely like way more of a team effort than I thought. I mean, it takes a team mm -hmm. to kill these things. Um, and you know, like to be honest, like my limited experience with stalking, I mean, you know, it's maybe an hour, like, for a long one or something. Yeah. So you guys are like, we're going to go on a stalk. I'm like, okay. Like, we're going to go in and, you know, go in and try to get it. No, this is like a day-long ordeal. Like, I didn't know, like, that a stalk is like an entire day. Yeah. So that was yeah. that was different. So, you know, I had my pack. We dropped our packs, like, pretty, pretty good. I mean, we were away from our packs for, what, three, four hours? Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. So – I wasn't completely prepared for that. I didn't have stuff on me. I didn't have, <laughs> yeah, like, right. <laughs> so, and, um, you know, I'm not complaining. It was cool, but, yeah. you know, I definitely got hungry. I got thirsty. I got cold. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. dang, dude, this is like. I guess we didn't, it was kind of baptism <laughs> by fire. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Like, we just kind of assumed. We're, we're yeah. used to that. Like, we right. know 
I'm okay with not eating all day. Like, that's fine. Yeah. You know, not drinking. Like, you saw me right as we dropped our packs. I heard you take a big drink of water because I, like, and I should have probably told yeah. you. I planned on we were going to be a while, you know. Till dark. <laughs> Till dark. Like, right. you know, or, is, or you get an 10, arrow. 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, you know. So you got yeah. seven hours or so left mm-hmm. of daylight. For sure. And I had some time to think about um, uh, something I went into on a podcast I did, a kind of recapping the trip. Um, about that, about being uncomfortable and whatnot. Um, so I don't know if you want to go into that, but it was definitely more of what I thought I was going in for, for, you know, a stalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was more like a hunt. Yeah. Like yeah. A day yeah, long, yeah. like a day long, but you could see how you have to move oh, that yeah. speed Just or so methodically, you know, and slow yeah. and be careful, yeah. especially you, you really have to be careful about dragging your pants or mm-hmm. you're dragging your foot as you're trying to is your is where crab crawling down yeah. you know like that's why i kept telling you hey keep your feet stretched out in front of you is where is we're, we're kind of crab crawling because if you get your feet underneath of you on that steep hill just as you're trying to get them out one you're you're lifting your body yeah, above too high that, too high and then the, the other thing line. the other thing is is you're you're scraping your foot even though your foot you may be wearing something soft like a stock of center yeah. or anything so it's still loud. In the it's desert. still going to be loud. You're going to be, and you're going to be pushing rocks or whatever. Right. So I mean, those are just like little tiny things that make a huge yeah. difference. You and know? that was something I picked up too. Was like I called you like the desert ninja because you had like <laughs> stockings with socks over them and mm-hmm. then socks up to here, like tucked in, and uh, you got to man. And yeah, you you got to move like that. Um, you know, I remember watching a couple guys through glass, like you know, stalking in on mule deer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, you know, they'd be sort of hunched over, but just walking pretty much normal speed. Yeah. And we were talking about it later. It's like, it's almost like they would, they would rather bust the deer out than actually have to put in the effort to what it really requires mm-hmm. to like move that slow. Yep. It's, it's, it's hard. You have to be really patient. It's just as Lamper says, like, you tell, you tell Lampers you're going out, you went on a stock and he'll be like, are you sore? Yeah. Do you hurt? And like, yeah, no, not really. Well, you didn't do it right. You obviously, you know, like right. there's, and it's true, you know, those stocks, they are, especially if you're not doing it a lot. Yeah. I mean, they are grueling on your oh, body. Yeah. That was the other thing. Camera. Remember how I was like, here, Hunter, let's practice this like kind yeah. of full draw moment, you know, in this situation. And I was like, get, no, get lower. Yeah. Like get, get lower. Yeah. Like you kind of bending over like an old man and you're like, yeah. dude, my back is shot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I've been I, I, there. You gotta have like good mobility, man. Flexibility. I've yeah. been there in, in years where, where you're hunched over and you're, cr- and pretty soon your back is just on fire. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and we've just been doing it for so much. Like I feel I, really conditioned for this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. months and months doing it. In the I field. did hit that one legged squat though. Nice. <laughs> Remember? That, yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We were sitting there. I'm like one legged squats. You know, I asked him if he did any because I think they're really useful. Yeah. Right, for stalking like if you can do one legged squat after the other after the other pistols yeah they really are kind of they kind of condition you for this type of spot and stock right because you were showing me to like put your foot down and don't even put any weight on it and like slowly transfer weight onto it yeah exactly like if you stand there on and your weight is on your right leg and you put your left leg forward and you just slowly let it touch yeah pressure down on the grass until it's full firm I don't shift my body weight till to it until after I've pressed it lightly with my foot. Right. So yeah, then I shift my weight, and that way you don't break the branch, snap the twig, yeah, right. make the noise. And another thing you were telling me too, I just came to my head was like, 
I was thinking, okay, I want to put my step down at the same time as him because then it's like one person moving instead of two people moving. Yeah. But you were saying no, do it when I, you know, do it when I'm not doing it so it doesn't compound the noise and yeah. make it more. So one thing, one thing I and I've always done it even before I started learning filming and stuff like that, just hunting with my dad. Yeah. Because I learned a lot from my dad was, you know, when you got two guys you're stalking in. The, the back guy, and you I think you may have heard me say it when we were first going around, I was like, just stick on my back pocket. Yeah. You know, and when you do that, you, you basically what I do is almost, I think about it like a horse or even a deer, whatever walking, a four-legged animal, is they're moving that other, you know, their back leg, or this, say the right leg forward. I'm just barely starting to move my right leg forward. We're kind of still stepping in the same place, but I'm still far enough away that I'm not going to step on him or if he all of a sudden stops, yeah. I'm not going to bump into him. Right. But at the same time, I'm still, I still have all my weight on my other leg. And as he's transferring that right leg forward, I'm doing the same, but we're still got all of our weight on an opposite yeah. leg. And he, we can just stay together, like, you know, spot and stop. Yeah. And Brad's pretty good at that. Like and, really good where, you know, where hunters lot got less experience mm -hmm. moving. I move three feet. Then he moves three feet. I move three feet because right. when we both in the desert where it was really quiet and there was no, no sound, no wind, yep. one foot on the rock going, it's unavoidable because yeah. like, yeah. you have, you're moving and I got socks on and stockasins yep. and I'm, and I'm really slow and then shifting. Well, if Hunter does it at the same time, it's so much more noisy yeah. right. because it's so quiet. Yep. So moving one one person moving just and then waiting for the next guy to right. move. It's painstaking. But there was a there's a definite increase in noise when you both step right. at the same time. Right. It's too noisy. It's just I didn't think about that. I thought it was better to be like as opposed to no. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, and so like and like, what I always do is like as Brian's moving, I also see I also watch like especially when we're in the stockasins, I also watch where he steps. It could be like if he steps on a stickers, like a cactus or something, you know, he's obviously going to go like, ow, that, that yeah, didn't yeah. feel right. But at the same time, if I'm watching where he's stepping, as well as paying attention to the surroundings right, and stuff. Right, right, yep. But if I'm watching where he steps. I've already crushed. I want to step in that same spot because yeah. the grass, he's already broke it. It's sure. going to be quite more quiet for me to step in that exact yeah, same absolutely. spot. Absolutely. You know, and that, Far more quiet stepping in my tracks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a thing. It's a whole art, which I, in my hunting experience – hadn't learned like well the other thing is patience like uh when it comes to like i i mentioned before like when you're moving in on that back when you were talking about hunters that <clears throat> you were saying you know they don't they'd rather just blow it out yeah than take like the time it takes attempt. to do it mm -hmm. yeah. right nothing bothers me more there's think of it this way there's like a set speed that you can go yep toward this buck and get into in bow range on this deer any degree of speed faster than that will make it run away. Mm -hmm. It will, you will get caught. It's a fact. It's like, it's like a law of nature. And, and yeah. a mule deer speed to a coos deer speed totally different. is totally different. I yeah. mean, you are slowing way down on a coos. <laughs> like. And so on the coos thing, when you are moving that slow, only guys realize how slow that needs to be. Mm -hmm. But I look at that and it's like, okay, I need to close 200 yards to be in bow range. I got three hours. Okay, it's going to be tight, but I could probably do it. So you don't arrive to that 200-yard mark for three hours. Right. That's yeah. in my head long before I even do the stock. And, and, then, then that, and that, I'll look at that in the evening. It's like, well, to get there, 
it's a three-hour stock, and I have one hour before day for, before dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's no point. You yeah. can't just you, the idea, and this is true with coos deer. You can kind of get away with it sometimes with mule deer, but there's really no point in rushing it because it's kind of an exercise in futility. Yeah. Right? Why not just be patient? You didn't have enough time to do it properly. Watch them, see where they go, get on them tomorrow. Yeah. And it and it's situational, different situations. Obviously, if you've got a lot of cover or a rise. Wind, it, rain. Wind, exactly. You know, wind. If you've got wind. Rut behavior. Exactly. Like, it's you, all situational. Yeah, you but, could you could get within, you know, 200 yards in that window and all of a sudden they come to you. I mean, it was when I got, you know, I was 45 yards initially on the one buck that we, when we couldn't pick up the, when that really windy day, we couldn't pick up the big buck we were on. Yep. And that other buck, um, I was able to close a lot of distance pretty fast. Mm-hmm. You know, I was able to close actually into 50 yards. Yeah, you were. Within less than an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I also had a lot of the, you know, they were on the, the other terrain. side of the ridge, the terrain, tons of wind. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying when you calculate yeah. how long it takes you to get there realistically, mm-hmm. and then then you kind of move accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that'll set you up for more success because you're just going into it with an expectation that's realistic, yeah. and it slows you down. And you know, the other big one, big thing I picked up from you guys was like, you know, you you say like counting coup. I call it like a King David stock. Yeah, you yeah. Um, <laughs> Solomon and David. Right. Like could have killed you, but I didn't. Yeah. But um, yeah, getting in there. Like in my mind is like, okay, the goal is to stalk in and get a shot. But that's not always necessarily the goal. Sometimes the goal is just to get in range undetected and wait for the animal to to make that last move. Yep. Um, which you know, if you got the time to do it, is I guess ideal. But we we've. We've really been accustomed to that, you know, it's like we've done it on elk a ton mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's a successful stock and we talk about it all the time. It's a successful stock if you can get in close and is also back out. Yeah, count it as a victory. Not Count it as a victory. If you get so close that you almost killed them, yep. but you were able to get out of there without being detected, dude, it's close. I mean, that's a victory for the day. Yeah, for sure. Because you can find them again tomorrow. And we're last talking year, under 100 yards. Yeah, last year I was on that that buck that I killed in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I was right next to him. I mean, I had him at 79 yards right. That the day before in the evening. The sun was going down, and I ranged, I dialed, I drew, and I was like 79 yards, 79 yards. I was really tempted to take that shot, but yeah. I'm like, that is not necessarily a shot. I know for sure. Yeah. Like I'm going to, I just can't miss this shot. It's right. not one of those shots. Yeah. And I was like, I want a more sure shot. You know, I could blow, I could shoot this shot. I don't feel like it's a great shot. Yeah. Gut was telling me, you know, they leave, they blow out. I Why still had them. I still had the following morning and afternoon. Yeah. That was my last day. So this is my second to last day. He's in bow range. Yeah. And I'm like, that's tough. You know what? I don't want to take a shot where it's 50, 50 yeah. or maybe 70, 30. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but I'm like, you know what? I would, I would rather take my chances tomorrow and yeah. get that, get that 99% shot. And maybe I don't, but I've been putting a lot of days in. And one of these days, I mean, the odds are coming in my favor. I walked backed out, didn't shoot, didn't take that opportunity. Came back next day. He's right where we left him. I got in close. This time he came and he he walked right to me. I anticipated where he was going to be. Mm-hmm. I set up there. Sure enough, 
he came right to me and I shot him. And yeah. I only do that because of a few days of watching where he went, watching where he went. We were figuring out this buck after you left, we figured out what we should have done to kill that big deer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like that mount I, we should have sat that mountain saddle and we would have killed him two or right. three times. Right. Oh, the, like, that he dipped over across. Uh You're talking about the the mule deer? No, no, no. no, no. The coos deer okay. on that mountain. Like, uh, you remember, know, remember oh, the Okatia mountain? You know where yeah. we where we swung around the backside yeah. and then we came through that the first saddle and then we swung down below the rocks to the next saddle. Yeah. Yeah. That other up uh, the upper saddle. So Wind blows deer. uphill. You're on the uphill side of that saddle. They went in and out, in and out, you and can, across the bottom. Because there could, was some right there when we were up yeah, there, like absolutely. five yards from us. We yep. said yeah. that we didn't the buck know was there, there the day I got on him at 40 yards. He yeah. walked right below the saddle within bow range. Mm. And then he walked back. Remember after we after he, after I blew him the, yeah. on the second stop, where'd they go? Right to that saddle. Mm -hmm. I th I think I almost Every think that it was him and that doe that were coming, or I think it might have been that doe that. I got into 17 yards and we had no idea that or I had no idea that she was there. Like she was bedded and she was tucked away uh -huh. and I got 17 yards and I'm sitting there and you know, the wind's blowing up. I'm keeping the wind blowing up. And I realized that when she, you know, popped on up, the last day, Brad did a stock day, and he got to 17 yards of where the buck and doe were yep. and a doe jumped up and bolted and he couldn't see what was below it. I think the buck was right there. I think uh, he got too close. Yeah. But I mean, we scoured that mountainside. <laughs> like, she was just tucked in there when you couldn't see her. Yeah. We had no idea she was too there. too tall. Uh, you know? I'm like, Brad, you're you're there. Right. And uh, just what it is. But you need the ball to bounce your way a little mm -hmm. bit. We just needed a little luck this but year. But being patient, you know, and waiting for that animal. Like, not taking, not blowing, like, counting coup, you yeah. know, like you said. Mm -hmm. uh, King's. King David's duck. On Saul. Yeah. The saw in the cave. When he came up and cut a corner off his robe while he was going to the bathroom. And then he showed it to him. He was like, see? <laughs> see? I could have got I you. I could have killed you and I didn't. So yeah. quit trying to hunt yeah. me down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was, um, yeah, just like you get in there and you get out. That's a victory. Count it. And then yeah. and then uh, live to fight another day. Yeah. I always tell myself, if I don't blow this, you never know what might happen next. I feel like too many guys blow this. Like, yeah. they blow it up because they're like, it's now or never. I got to make it happen. Yeah. So let's say you're in super tight on this buck, right? And he's and he's bedded behind some a rock. Yeah. And you're 40 yards from him, right? And you're like, oh, man, I just, uh, I just need him to do this or I just need him to do that. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, you know what? I'm going to throw a rock. Yeah. It's like just shut, just sit there. Right. Wait. It's almost like subconsciously, it's such a stressful situation. You want to end subconsciously, it. Subconsciously, yeah. You, want you just want to be done. To the head. Yeah. It's like at least if we like, I blow him out, I can go back to camp and but, eat. But you got to tell yourself. And then let's say it gets up and his butt's facing you, and you're at full mm -hmm. draw, and he keeps walking away from you and walking away from you, and he's walking away from you, and he's walking away from you, and he's gonna go over the ridge. And you're like, oh, come on, turn. And he's he doesn't look like he's gonna turn. A lot of guys will be like, hey, hey, and he'll they'll do something desperate. Yeah not gonna work yeah that yeah. gonna go now if you don't say anything so what he goes over you're still in the game yeah and an hour later he might come trotting back with the dough and stand at 20 know. yards or you might creep over and he's right there with this perfect scenario yeah. but you're always in the game if you don't if you blow don't scare it him out. years ago uh, i was doing all this paintball stuff this was years ago and i was playing paintball every weekend with a bunch of buddies we go and comp compete at this place and it was just fun to just shoot nice. people and yeah. <laughs> have these like we do like capture the flag my brother-in-law comes <clears throat> he's never 
done this before. We get out there and and uh, we're 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 competing with this other team. They're pretty good. Uh, they kind of wipe out the whole team. There's just a couple of us left. My brother in law is one of them. We get pinned down. We're behind this tree and we're just pinned down. Like <laughs> they're lobbing bullets at it, like like uh, paintballs at us. And we're laying there and and I'm like, and I got a radio to two buddies that are on the hill. They're coming. The cavalry is coming. They're gonna flank them on that side and then we'll be able to get out of there. And my brother in law Jeff, he's like come on dude come on he's like uh, i can't take it i can't take it i'm like shut up calm down dude calm down <laughs> and i'm rolling over shooting him and i'm laying i'm pretend, just trying to keep him from like coming too fast yeah. there's an open space between us he's like i can't do this man i can't do this i'm like yeah you can't breathe breathe dude it's not a big deal he's like i can't take this i can't take this and he just rolls over stands up and he goes ah and he just runs at the at the uh yeah. the guys and they just, just I'm, like, down. I'm like what the hell was that <laughs> <laughs> and it was that pressure like yeah. he just wanted it to end yeah he just wanted out he just couldn't take it. the heat you yeah. know it's like and i think you do that that's target panic too that's that's the situation sure. where guys you know rather than stay Slap calm the they just they got it it's now or never they tell yeah. themselves i'm not going to get another opportunity sure. make it happen and it's like no, no 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 as long as you don't do anything dumb yeah. you're still in this game for sure let it play out and and wait for that moment that that's that's high percentage. Yeah. There's no sense in wasting it on a low percentage. So, tell folks about your first uh, muley stock. Yeah. So, bow um, in hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was my last day. These guys knew it was my last day. They knew I was totally fine with killing a small one. <laughs> and um, and first of all, I just want to say thanks to you guys for I told you already, but for giving up. I mean, because like I said, it's a team effort. Yeah. So you guys, these guys gave up their whole day of hunting to try to get me one. So that was cool. And um, so Brad Brad sees him. Um, we were all three split up. Then me and Brian go over to Brad. Um, we were able to get on a, a ridge kind of next to where Brad was. Got eyes on him. Marked him. Um, then Brad came over to us. Mm -hmm. Marked him. And then you and me went around the other way. And the reason for that was to never take eyes off of him. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we didn't you know, lose like, him. Just, and we got there right as he was betting down. Yep. So it was like perfect. Had time. we left and just said, hey, and wait, and he had got, like, that'd be dumb. Like, just wait. Always have eyes on the target. Yeah. You yeah. never know. Because yeah. he could go 20 yards and disappear on you. And now yeah. you're stuck. Yeah. And Brad yeah. lost him right as we got him. Yeah. And then, we, like, we were holding his place. And then Brad came. And then we snuck around. So, um, and then, you know. We were we got around there and I was getting my bow ready and um and you were kind of getting the camera ready and I just had a moment I had, like had to admit I was like dude this is freaking cool like, <laughs> I'm I'm getting my bow ready and like Brian calls about to film me hunt like what is going on um so anyway um had that little moment but then I was like all right this is cool so we start going in and yeah it was I mean it's not a like I I've been hunting since I was six eight years old but not this type of hunting so it was you know it's it's a skill that no one's ever taught me before yeah mm -hmm. um so um it's, it's something you guys probably you know like you said you've been doing it like i've been you know we take bird hunting we take whatever. for granted so much of that stuff because yeah. we've been doing it mm -hmm. right ever you know that's how you grew up hunting yeah mm -hmm. it's not how i grew up hunting so it's totally cool and that's been part of my whole story of just like rebirth but um and hunting but Anyway, so I'm I'm going in with you and yeah, just moving incredibly slow and um, like having you explain to me about you know putting the foot down and then slowly shifting weight 
and this is when you also explained like because in my mind i was like if i step at the exact same time that sounds like less people walking but really which like what you're saying it compounds the the sound if you kind of both step at the same time so figured all that out and then um had some miscommunication it's so hard to keep track of what's going on there but anyway um i don't even remember what happened but somehow he ended up seeing us yeah and um and he was just like staring at us and then we were kind of frozen and you had a, a cool idea which i would have never thought about you're like let's just like walk away like casually like you know like swinging your arms blah, blah, blah. like like we're not even like not displaying any predatory behavior whatsoever yeah and that worked. I could worked. tell from his body behavior because he hadn't run yet. Yeah. He was kind of like keen and he was looking at us. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they they just act different. And I was like, that's a buck that he's rutting. He's exactly. into his dough. Exactly. Yeah. He's, think, dough he's thinking key. about the chick that's laying The chick over is there. behind him and he's just preoccupied, but he sees something that's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. All we need to do is give him an excuse to think it's okay, because he wants to think it's okay. And being a younger buck, yeah, yeah. there's a lot. There's most times, like I'd say, ninety nine out of hundred, you're not getting away with that with a younger buck. All right, let's just start talking and walking and blah blah blah, like the contractors down the road and the other dudes working Mm -hmm. the border patrol. I'm like, let's just do it. Yeah. So in that situation, it worked, and once we kind of dipped down under his field of view. Then we kind of like, all right, and we snuck back around. You managed to range a little knob that was like directly opposite from him that was just about 50 yards. Mm-hmm. And and you're like, I bet if we like get up there, like he might still be standing right there. I was like, no way. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we got up there and he was, he was, he was just like, <laughs> like this is staring know, over there. so cool. Yeah. And I was like, and then, um, and you were like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it, dude. And there was this bush. You were kind of behind this bush. Uh-huh. And I didn't really know, but we were like skyline behind this bush. And I was taking for granted how much cover this bush. Like, yeah, I thought it was giving us way more cover than it actually was. But anyway, you ranged it and you're like it's 60. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. I've been practicing to like 70. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I just, you were like, come here. And like I, the, the, the amount of stalking I've done has like the majority of it's been with a camera, not with a yeah. weapon at this point. So, and usually, you know, when you're following somebody with a camera, you want to be very uh, responsive. So yeah. they say that come here, you want to like do it now. Yeah. And I've had to learn to kind of slow down a little bit, but I was excited. Anyway, I, I thought I had more cover than I did. You said come in your mind. You meant like come very slowly mm-hmm. and like, but in my mind is like, oh, he wants me there now. So I just kind of took a step. Mm-hmm. And the deer saw me and was like Psh, gone, but I was like, yeah. ah. But it turned out to be a really cool learning moment because you weren't like you were totally cool about it, and you actually sat there and like I don't know, you probably spent like fifteen twenty minutes like showing me what I should have done, how to do it better mm-hmm. next time. We actually practiced a bunch of times like crawling up super slow, like drawing, and um, yeah. and I probably learned more out of blowing it than I would have if I had killed a deer. Probably interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, it was so cool because when we got up there, and I took stuff for granted, you know, because as I got up behind there, I stayed really close to the to the hill and just right at the edge of the bush, knowing that if he didn't see a standing person, but he only saw my head and shoulders, mm-hmm. yeah. they don't yeah. run away, especially mule deer. Mule deer, elk. If you're, yeah, if you're below the grass line. Right. If you look like a javelina or a coyote. Mm. They they're they they stand and they they stare, or maybe even another coos deer or something. Right. 
they're too curious, especially mule deer. They're just mm-hmm. curious is what kills them. So when he was standing there, I was like, okay, he's just going to stand there. And as long as we move slow and stay low, yeah. he's just going to stand there. He's not right. going to run away. And so I ranged, got, I want to make sure your pin was set and you were ready. And I, and I turned to face you, turned away from the deer and I turned and I was like, okay, Hunter. And I was going to say, this is what we're going to do. And Hunter just stood up and drew his thumb. I was like, and I, I, I didn't even have his chance to see the deer, but I was like, oh, it's gone. You know? A little surprised. You know? I was a little shocked. Uh, and, uh, and the deer ran off and, but, but, uh, that was a good, that you're right because. I, I, that my, I remember years ago, I don't know if you were there, Brad, but when cousin Ben used the, one of those bushes, <laughs> I, I, think, <laughs> I think I left, I, I'd okay. already left when what, that you can't, those trees are see-through Yeah, mm-hmm. and they, it's like they're in a cage looking out the cage right. and we yeah. were skyline behind it and they can see everything from inside the cage. Yeah. You, and, you think and about it as like, you have trouble seeing into the cage but they have no problem seeing out of the cage. What I what I think it is is like I I think of it as a a gel cell bar like a window. Yeah. From the inside, it's really bright. Outside, everything like that, you think you're okay. Yeah. But then looking in, you know, it's like nighttime looking in a lighted room. Yeah. yeah. It's you see it. Yeah. You know. So so when uh, <clears throat> what I was gonna have him do was inch up like on his chest. Right. <laughs> have the bow on the ground so the deer couldn't even really see him below the row of the hill get as close as he could up above so he could clear that brush and then while he's on his knees or pretty much on his knees and chest down on the slope of the hill i was gonna mm-hmm. have him draw his bow and then just slowly sit up like this dead deer yeah and what happened was he just it. ran up behind <laughs> it <laughs> and the standing thing is really what did it yeah. Had yeah. Hunter been low like that and his head came up, he'd have just been like mesmerized, hypnotized, yeah. coyote or yeah. something. And then yeah. what he what we would have probably ended up doing was kind of waiting for him to get a little nervous, a little twitchy. And rather then turn than broadside. And then to he'll go. kind of start to turn and look at you and yeah. then you let it rip. And it was real predictable what he was gonna do. But game was on game the jig was up though. I mean he knew he he, he we left, but he could hear us coming back. Yeah. We were He's, moving pretty fast. He could. He knew. He, he knew we were coming back after we left. He, he, there's no way he couldn't hear us. We weren't being too quiet. Right. Yeah, and I knew he fast. was going to be looking right at us. And I'm like, as long as all he sees is just these little mm-hmm. rolls of the hill, these little low creatures. Yeah. And earlier I was talking about the same thing when we came over the top of the hill on those two earlier because they spooked once before. They were bedded. They saw us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what they saw was two guys on their belly like laying in the grass mm-hmm. so they they didn't like it the doe didn't like it and they relocated just oh, when we first saw them. yeah they yeah. were really like 150 yards from where they were before if we had been standing up and we walked over yeah. skylined they'd have been gone 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 mm-hmm. yeah that's why you know being below the grass line even though animals see you especially mule deer even though they see you they only go a little bit or they stay or or they kind of wander around but they yeah. don't freak out right Koozie, you're screwed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 Well, that's like when we were on the really windy day when I put the stock on that buck. It's like when we when we topped over, I mean, you're you're barely showing your head, like just enough to glass over into mm-hmm. that, you know. You're not you're not coming up and then getting on your knees or whatever. I mean yeah. you gotta be when you hunt the desert, 
mm-hmm. you really, really start to learn about light, shadows, and skylines. Yeah. yeah. And we, like a couple of freaking rookies this year, oh. we did it. You know, we got in situations, and those coos deer, they have such a small territory. I think they they know exactly know what yeah. is in that terrain, and if something doesn't sense. look right. My mistake was I hunted mostly mule deer last year mm-hmm. and hid in the grass a lot. <laughs> These coos deer didn't care. Yeah. You're yeah. hiding in the grass. I see you. <laughs> like That's not yeah. going to work on me. Yeah. Any any bit of shine, like yeah. you know the sunshine. I think bit. my bow. I think my bow needed some major touching up to be. I think it's too reflective. Like mm-hmm. yeah. everything. Yeah, we were talking about that doe when I did the stock with him. Might mm-hmm. have seen even the black of my lens because I was. I, shooting, I'm I was sure filming it was. Her. Oh yeah. That's the other yeah. thing is when you were filming, you didn't use a hood. Yeah. And I and I said to you, "Where's your hoods?" You're like, well, I don't really use them. And, that, and that's why, like, we never will use a variable yeah. filter. Yeah. Uh, I use a fixed ND filter, mm-hmm. three-stop or six-stop. Use the ISO to compensate yep. aperture if necessary. And I just unscrew it and screw it, you know, because it, it usually works for the first two hours of the day. Mm-hmm. And then it's the next six hours of the day. And then the last two hours of the day, I'll change that mm-hmm. fixed filter. But that gets me my, my, my camera settings just right. But, but that when i was watching you through the scope yeah you could see the reflection it's like you're just your black camera lens mm-hmm. with the front on it just like just like <laughs> yeah shine like and, a diamond and and those deer i think they're just highly highly keen to that yeah, yeah. tuned into because the white tail where i'm from i mean they're pretty keyed up too mm-hmm. but i don't think uh a still lens would would mess with them yeah and like, i think it's the i i, I think where especially the lighting is so harsh in the desert, yeah. so mm-hmm. intense for sure that it's even they they just have a knack. For I think what up. you said about they know their territory, like they yeah. know like that wasn't there last time I looked up there. Yeah, yeah. that too. Yeah, yep. And the other thing is like when we went on that stock, you know, we've we've talked about it. Is you know, I I tried to stay super low. I mean, low and slow, and you're below that grass line. <laughs> yeah. And then I have like, all this video, a, a little video. It's like I'm creeping, and you're creeping as well. But you're creeping while like you're, a foot you're and a half up higher. a little higher. And it's like, it, it's just those But cues. you could tell like your back was like, <laughs> yeah, done, you know. Yeah, and, and I have a stiff lower back. I need to work on that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So if you now having come back from that experience, you know, what are some things that you kind of goals that you want to work on or. Yeah. Yeah. What, what kind of. Definitely like it sounds kind of weird maybe, but definitely like flexibility and mobility like mm-hmm. is a big one. Cause like, you know, I, I train pretty hard, um, physically I'm in pretty good shape, but when we were doing like, and you were helping me practice, like, yeah, like it was hard to get into some of those positions cause I do have like a tight lower back. So doing more stretching, honestly, mm-hmm. um, I started, I was impressed with the mobility on the one legged squat. That yeah. was pretty, pretty darn good. And you had the strength and this and the stability to, to, to do it. Yeah. Uh, so that wasn't so bad. I just but have a like deep squat was with both my was, hips and lower back where they connect to have yeah. like a tight spot. It's just something like long term I've just had forever. Um, so working on that, um, definitely working on just mentally moving slower. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and just practicing stalking. I mean, like I said, it's, just, it's a newer skill for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did make it a goal to spot and stalk kill a whitetail this year. Yeah. I was able to do that, nice. which is really hard where I come from because yeah. it is pancake. Oh, yeah. It's pancake or thick brush you can see five feet in. There's no. Yeah, like, that's an accomplishment. So, yeah, I mean, um, so I did that. It was with a gun, but not a bow, but, um, but still. But, um, yeah, I mean, just all. And then just the little gear things that mm-hmm. I'm learning. You know, I come from a TV background, but um, it's totally different when you throw wildlife in the game and yeah. you throw climbing mountains in there and, and little stuff, too. Like, you know, I was trying to – part of the reason I was, like, st- standing up a foot taller than him when I was crab crawling down that hill is because I was trying to balance my camera mm-hmm. on my legs and, like, move down. And um, and you were talking about – I think you, you said something about you use like, your strap or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just, like, little stuff like that that you kind of yeah. can only pick up by just doing it. Yeah. Um, and, and you, and you, so anyway, just little stuff like that, that just yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, even, on. even sometimes like if I don't have a camera strap, I always have, whether it's the, the peak design strap holders, mm-hmm. or I just always have a, like a mini paracord, not paracord, but mini 550, it's like mm-hmm. 300 or whatever it is mm-hmm. on the camera. And I've actually like, I've put that in my teeth before. So I'm holding my yeah, camera and my teeth. And, yeah. I, and I do it, I do it with an arrow sometimes too, you yeah. know, because yeah. I wasn't really able to extend my legs all the mm-hmm. way because my camera would just, and I, you know, then yeah. it would have been done anyway. So little stuff like that, um, the hood thing. Yep. But hopefully like you it. guys will start using lens caps now. One, <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, one, uh, one thing I have to say, and then we kind of talked about it, Brian and I, was I was actually pretty dang impressed that it, like you're glassing. Me too. You know, because uh-huh. most guys, especially not in wide open country oh. where you're looking afar, especially on coos deer. I was totally snobby. I was like, I just assumed you weren't going to spot stuff. Oh, same here. Yeah. Same me, here. Me and Brad like, both. And ob- obviously like, didn't say it. But hey, there's I'm a like, buck I, say, I did find there's the a, buck, the big one. Yeah. yeah I was right. like, <laughs> I was like, what? Well, there, and like, there's over and over. You kept spotting stuff. I was like, yeah. Dang, dude. He's like a valuable piece of this team. <laughs> right. Because nice. there's, there's a lot of times that guys... They don't. Especially when they don't have that wide open, long distance, open country spotting, you know, experience. Cool. Yeah. It, yeah. Especially because I mean, they're tough yeah. to spot. No, yeah. you guys, yeah. you, that was impressive. What would you, um, for a guy that's going to go to Arizona or something and, and do this type of hunt, what's some words of advice you'd give him? Definitely manage your expectations for yeah. sure. Uh, and I think, I think a lot of guys, you know, see you and Lampers going out there and killing stuff and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it is cool. I mean, it's an overcounter hunt, so like, get out there and you know, go for it. But definitely manage your expectations. Um, definitely like have in mind like if you're going on a stalk, that's not a thirty minute going after this deer. That's like a day long thing. Yeah. Like, be ready to like really invest the time because, like you said, otherwise it's not worth it. You might as well just yeah. stay in camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing I could throw into that too is, especially if you're where you where you haven't killed many or any yeah. mule deer with a bow and your your expectations are just I just want to kill a buck with my bow mm-hmm. yeah. is still still planned days because like you you know I mean you ran out of days pretty quick yeah you know with the big storm you, you ended up going home yeah early I left two days early yeah mm-hmm. and it's like you know if you had a few more days mm-hmm. after especially after that stock and you yeah. you learned a lot off yeah. of that yeah. stock you would, sure. you'd have some more days to days always mm-hmm. like. People don't realize sometimes for us to kill those deer, it's 16, and, 20 days. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, too, why guys do rush a stock where they're throwing a rock or whatever, and they and they, they just push it, is because most guys don't have the days. 
Yeah. So you know they they in a sense they they have to they have to make it happen. But you know how I didn't take that buck. Right. I didn't have the days. I had one more morning right, right, right. and afternoon. That's an example of saying that's okay. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna do the patient move here. Yeah. Because I know that forcing it doesn't really help me that much. Just yeah. it's yeah. just what it is. And, and we did. And it. it worked out. And I think if I had shot that night, I wouldn't have found him the next day, and I would have just yeah. gone home empty. Yeah. I, I really do think just holding the line with patience is critical. And we did that. Even early on in the hunt, on that same buck, the buck that you killed, like when you text me and called me and said, "Yeah, you, we you killed that buck," dude, I was stoked because <laughs> I mean, I was, I was thinking I was driving and you, you, I think I was going to work, or whatever, and you called me or texted me and were like, "Hey, got that buck down," and I was like fist pumping in the car, like <laughs> because we put so much time and effort yeah, into that buck, you know. Brad almost got him a couple of a couple times, times yeah. but we and we, Brad could have loosed an arrow. It, he was multiple times, mm-hmm. 75, 80 yards, eighty-five yards, yeah, twice. Yep. You know, could have done it, but it's like, it's not, a, like, not, it's not a high, high percentage shot. Yeah. It's, it's low percentage. And we, I mean, I don't care how good you are. Right. Like, right. it's just, yeah, there could be a piece of brush that you don't see. There's so many yeah. variables in that. You have that, to execute so perfectly. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, you know, like I said, it's such a team thing. So, I mean, you know, I would say have help, like have yeah. a guy spotting and mm-hmm. have a guy stalking. Um, another thing I'd throw into that too would be learning, you know, or practicing different ways of drawing your bow. Yeah. yeah. You know, because there's, there's multiple times, like on multiple elk that yeah. I've shot in open country. I mean, I'm laying with my back on the hillside and I'm drawing my bow with my bow laying flat, flat. Yeah. And I'm drawing like this. Mm-hmm. And then it's rotate up, like or just holding awkward. full draw for a minute or something. Right. Holding, or holding. Like that bull I shot, and you were filming over my shoulder. Right. I I I drew that bow down here in the grass. Mm-hmm. You know, as low as I could get it, but it has to come up mm-hmm. to to shoot it. Yeah. But so it's down there, and it's like they're all rutting, and there's tons of elk everywhere, and I'm like, just just do it slow, just raise it slow, and so that's inch by inch yeah. i'm putting that cam up in the air and that bow is now skylined because yeah. i'm low and, it, and we're on a hill and it's like okay it's getting higher and now it's just sticking up like a tree right. yeah any animal that looks there cannot miss it now yeah. and I, and it's coming up coming up and just as i get it to the top the bull swings his head and looks at me looks right at me like that yeah. doesn't look yeah. right yeah. yeah and he stands there looking none of the other elk looked and we you know i went through my mind i'm like too late. You did. <laughs> you did. I just put that pin on there. I was like, too late, buddy. Yeah. I got it back. I felt I was laughing inside. I was like, okay, just make this count. Poof. Yeah. And that thing just, you Every can see time. the yellow fletching in slow motion. Oh, nice. Oh, and you should see Boom. it. You should see it through the lens. I mean, it's like, it makes me sick. Bad film day. It makes me bad. sick I know, to just think that. about it right now. That's, that's lost footage. You'll never, lost never footage. see the light of day. Yeah. got deleted. But, yeah. but other thing. If you can afford it, yeah, Garmin Zero. Yes, I think for Arizona, it's like. Well, did you you got to you got to watch and see it and. Yeah, yeah. But there was think? there was like, there was one time, um, I think we were headed back to camp or something or walking back and um and and like a little mule deer buck kind of like we just saw it like yes. next to the road yeah and like if I had had a Garmin you were like oh you know. And if I'd had a Garmin Zero, I probably could have. Oh, you just smoked him. Yeah. In fact, I was like, oh, I, I watched him. 
You couldn't guess yardage. It's not a good idea. Right, because I went to range him, and he saw me trying to yeah, – I was, again, motion. probably moving way too fast. If you had but. just had your bow back, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you just started inch to the side, you were going to kill that buck. Because yeah. I was like yeah. – I knocked an arrow, and I ranged him. Again, I was probably moving too fast again. But then by the time I got my, I got the range and put it down, I was about to draw. He was like, nope, and it was gone. Yeah, and he went a little bit, and then he gave you a second chance. Yeah. Like a little bit or almost a couple, couple times. I don't remember exactly, but I remember thinking – with the Garmin Zero, he'd be dead. Yeah. He gave you the time. It's yeah, just the range, dial, draw, or just range, calculate in your head which pin, yeah. Yeah. draw. You know, you're holding, you're calculating the pin. You need those seconds. Yeah. And with the Zero, he got nervous from the, all your movement. Yeah. If you had just been at full draw and you just barely slowly moved, like you had to clear a bush or something once, and yeah. it's like he just stood there yeah. or, or you just, he did a few times. He went a little bit and stopped yeah. and went a little bit and stopped. You had to range him more than once. Yeah. You range him when he, when you first got on him, then you ranged him again. I thought you were going to kill him the second time. Cause yeah. he came to full draw. I'm like, this is it. This is it. You got close, man. You got close. <laughs> yeah. And I think about it too. Like on the windy day, when I put the stock on that buck was uh-huh. when he came into 32 yards is, I mean, yes. it would have, it would have definitely helped because of 100%. I would have been drawn. Yes. But, at the same time, like I wish, because Coos, Coos, a Mueller, I even without the Garmin Zero, fine, I, I would have been drawn. I don't think because, people realize how small well, these Coos and because yeah. being around yeah. Mueller, around elk, like I, I'm, we get you get decent at being able to guess yardage, you know, fifty yards and in, especially something you're familiar with all the time, a Mueller and elk yeah. that we hunt. But that Coos deer, like, it is hard to judge distance and. Yeah. I was 32 yards. I knew I had a window, but it's it's so hard to judge a stinking coos deer. Like, you yeah. don't know. And so totally. I, I made the choice not to draw, trying not to blow them out, having another opportunity. And with the zero, I would have already been drawn for sure, 100%. Yeah. yeah. You know, as that buck walked into I'm that window. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it, it does. It's pretty neat because I think it reduces the guessing, mm-hmm. which increases the success rate in terms of recovery. I don't think it reduces. I don't – I think it reduces – lost game like yeah. due to wounding yeah. Yeah. because like, how many times has a guy ranged drawn dialed drawn his bow and then that buck took three or four more steps or right. went a little bit further at an angle and then cut back and you're like i don't know how far it is i'm just gonna put the pin here and yeah. guess and let it go it's worth mm-hmm. it's worth that's how archery goes yeah and i i always struggle is that even ethical I, you know you're supposed to archery is a guessing thing but that bothers me. And so yeah. the zero eliminates that. Like, I've come to full draw. It trots away. Okay. I'll rearrange, get yeah. the pin, rearrange, yeah. get the pin. It just makes it and so it, when I do shoot, I shoot with single confident. pin accuracy yeah. no matter what. And I'm I'm taking a shot I'm pretty dang sure I'm going to make. Yeah. And there's not a lot of margin for error if you pin gap, guess wrong on an elevation on a coos deer. The, the kill zone is, you know – they're dainty deer, but eight inches. What if yeah, that? If yeah, that, six you know, and and that's a that's a that's a pipe plate tight, a tight, tight, yeah. tight, like little the tiny. Further plate. you get back, man, that thing shrinks. Like it gets smaller and smaller. Yeah. yeah so for for that, mule deer are bigger though. Like you just said, yeah. like I'll take longer shots. I'll and, and they're easier. They're easier. That's why I always laugh. Like guys that talk about elk. I haven't used a rangefinder in years. I've guessed they're the four by eight sheet of plywood, right. dude. Like, can you hit that? Yeah. I, you know, it's like they're a big target. Yeah, yeah, yep. So I, I don't want to hear it. You know, it's like not even. 
and even a Garmin Zero, like, yes, it ups your percentage of if you're in range, being able to, to shoot that animal. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like, you, there's still a factor. Of you've got you to still, still get make close enough to that buck, you know. So I, I feel like it saves you that time and gives you that edge. Yeah. It helps you. It saves you time. And not, move, it saves you time movement. and movement, yep. yeah. which are critical on coos deer. Look, it's hard enough to try to do it with a zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To do it without, more power to you. But I, I, I just feel like um, for those that feel like it's – it's um, unfair. I think a modern optics are unfair. Yeah. I think your map system is unfair. I think right. your side by side is unfair. Like your radio is unfair. Exactly. Go down the list. I mean, right. you you, we have people always complain about tech. I'm like, look, it's not really. I, you still mm-hmm. have to be able to shoot. Still got to make the shot. And still have to get in range. You still yeah. have to do all these things. Yeah. And that little extra, extra you range with the Garmin Zero, you could be hitting a piece of brush, and you can mess up. You can mess up with the rangefinder, you know. And you want to go into the whole technology thing of it. It's exactly like if you're going to complain about that, then get rid of everything else you got. What kills me too is compound bows are not primitive. No, no, they're a tool. They're more primitive than a rifle. Right. Right. But they're they're a modern piece of tech. Choose your poison. Like figure out, you know, do it. Yeah, look, when the harvest rates skyrocket because of the zero, yeah. then do your thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's just not happening. No. Yeah. It's yeah. not happening. Getting in range is the problem of yeah. a coos deer. And execute, getting at full draw. It's one yeah. thing to get getting draw. a shot. Yeah. You know? And Ryan talked about that deer being under 20 yards. Mm-hmm. And it was broadside when the arrow was loosed. And when it went in the bucket, went through his chest. Yeah. Because he spun toward the shot. Oh, wow. 18 yards. So 18 like, yards. Spun all the way around. The I other, mean, I don't know how many seconds it takes to go, like one, one second. I mean, a half a second. Like yeah, so quick. That man. thing was already spun, and the arrow went through his chest and out the. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Side. Yeah, like I don't know. So they can move. They yeah. Can move. So, yeah. yeah, it was fun hunt though. It was. I look forward to. I look forward to round two. Yeah, man. Get yeah. it done so speaking of which, Hunter, how can people find you? You have a yeah. you have a podcast called Hunter's Quest. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. I know it's you kind of have an angle and a, and a purpose to that podcast. Yeah, yeah. So my name is Hunter, but I like to it's you know it's the it's play Hunter's on. Quest. Yeah, it's not about my quest. It's about all of our quests as hunters, you know. And it, it, it's 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 about my quest in some ways, um, becoming a backcountry hunter. You know, I, getting in shape, and but also one of the main themes of the podcast is spiritual formation so yeah you know um I, I figured that was one way i could have a little bit of a unique voice in the space there's tons of great podcasts out there about becoming a backpack hunter and all this stuff and even stuff i gravitated towards was like the mental toughness and stuff like that because mm-hmm. that's something in the in the eastern hunting world you just don't people yeah. don't talk about that kind of stuff and i really resonated with that stuff and as i as i mentioned it was really a, a transformational like life change when i got into backcountry hunting it really was and so my faith has always been a big part of my life so i was like you know, and I knew a lot of guys that were, um, that also faith was a big part of their life. So like, well, let's, and it was never really talked about much. It was kind of maybe a side mention, if that. Mm-hmm. So like, let's, let's do a podcast where we talk about fitness and hunting and we do hit the spiritual aspect. And cause no matter what faith you, you ascribe to, I feel like you can't deny there's a spiritual connection to being in, in nature and, yeah. and, and how we approach nature. Right. And so I want to talk about that without being preachy, without kind of, 
slamming any one theology down people's throats yeah and not like you know it's something that people that if even if you're not spiritual at all you can still enjoy it and get value out of it yeah. but to have that conversation so that's kind of my angle on it and uh, yeah it's called the hunter's quest you've um, had some great guests yeah I had this one guy, Brian Call. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, That's no. not what I meant. No, no, but no. <laughs> but yeah, I've had Adam Weatherby on there, you know, Dan Staten. I'm trying to get Brad on there if he'll ever yeah. respond to get me on the camera. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Brian, no. Brian has me. No, yeah, he's. Brian he's, has me running his whole <laughs> calendar. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, had some great guests on there. Had Got some really good traction in the first year. So, and then, yeah, moving, you know, continuing the podcast this year, but then kind of going full send on the filming stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, we have a film from Kodiak. You and yeah. your buddy are there. Yeah, you, you have you, you three of you have an awesome hunt. Yeah, and uh, and it's there's a I can I can see a little bit of the rookie, you yeah. know, there, of course. which is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like it because um, I like it. It's so do it yourself. You guys don't really you've never done this. It's no one there has vast levels of Kodiak experience. Right. There you, and you just you from top to bottom you put it together made it happen killed a monster yeah and yeah, my buddy killed a hundred and seven inch blacktail on the last morning and then I jumped over within thirty seconds and shot yeah. mine like double kill in the last morning spoiler alert thanks for that Hunter <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just hooked him with the giant buck you know and you're <laughs> yeah but yeah. I've already I've already talked about it so. <laughs> have you yeah so um it's a very it's very well done I'm thanks. impressed yeah. I feel like uh, I want to see more more yeah. stuff like that i think that a lot of hunters are looking for good film and video content and i i i, I find it impressive because i know how hard just doing the hunt is but yeah. then bringing camera gear on that hunt and then capturing it the way you did but then editing it the way you did like yeah. it's a, it's a it's not as yeah. easy as people think it might be no and, and you can get the best footage in the world but if you can't put it together and tell the story it doesn't matter yeah. how good your footage looks it was and really really nicely done i appreciate that man um yeah, I worked hard on it. Had a good time with it. There's some, like you said, there's some things I would have done differently going back. But you know, you live and learn, and I think it's just up from here. So yeah, I think we're gonna put put that uh, out on our YouTube channel. Yeah, share it with the masses. Do a little giveaway and stuff around yeah. it and stuff. Kind of hype it up, and then um, and then I think what we'll do is a podcast about the trip. Like, how much sure. did it cost? How do you work it out? Yeah. You know. What are the things you recommend? You you just freshly did it, and a lot of DIY guys want to do a Sitka blacktail hunt like yeah. that on Kodiak Island. Yeah, and we uh, did in August too, which is kind of something it was like not a lot of guys do. And yeah, we're into the grizz. The oh grizz yeah, a lot. Grizzlies everywhere. Grizzlies yeah. everywhere. Uh, which thousand cubs, which is always always thousand cubs, which bothers a lot of people. But I want we'll get your experience on that, yeah. you guys. It was really cool. Yeah. So that look forward to that, folks. Um, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in for the podcast. Don't forget to use the code Gritty at Mountain Ops at Peaks. Treeline Pursuits. Treeline is Pursuits, yes. The e-scouting course with Mark Livesey. Mm-hmm. If you haven't got that. I just used Gritty the other day at Alpaca Rafts and saved like 100 bucks. Yes, yes. Alpaca Rafts, initial ascent. 100 bucks. Backpacks. Go, go through go the, through go through the, the description field yeah. of our videos, and you'll see links. And uh, we try to make sure that anytime we push a product, it's one that we really love, and you're going to get a deal when we get it also deal. too like if it's something you see us use and we don't have a code for it mm-hmm. black ovis black ovis or 
I mean, we can try and see if it's something we use all the time, which most stuff we have a code for. But if not, like, I need we can try. I need dark energy to step up. I, I'm going to talk to Alyssa tomorrow. <laughs> Good. I saw her there. I want a so code. I don't want to link. I know. I saw her there, and I was like, ah, I'm on the way to do something else. So I'll, I'll talk with her tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go stop in there and, and see her. So. so check that out, folks. Black Ovis kind of gets the catch-all right there, mm-hmm. and you save 10% yeah. over there. So that's it for today. We yeah. really appreciate all the support. Thanks for tuning in. Go give Hunter a follow and stay gritty. <laughs>